ஒன்னு <laughs> Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home, after emigrating to Madinatul Munawwara, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam quickly realized that the demographical picture of Madinatul Munawwara is completely different to Makkatul Mukarramah. On one side, in Madinatul Munawwara, we had the local Madinis Muslims who were titled as the Ansari companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the Madinis local Muslims were well off well to do they had their own businesses homes they owned date farms economically they were well off as compared to the other sector the Muslim brothers that came as Muhajireen from Makkatul Mukarramah they migrated wholly and solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they came with nothing to Madinatul Munawwara <coughs> and by the day their number were increasing they were homeless, jobless and penniless and for many of them even the women folks were detained back in the city of Makkatul Mukarramah these were the people, the companions who Allah describes as the Sabirin people who have bared and persevered people of sabr and have only migrated for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first mission at hand was to make sure Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted to bond them to consolidate their relationship to make them one what is known as Islamic brotherhood subhanallah and this effort of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his success in his mission to make them one is a model for all of the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam unfortunately today in our society we find that we are Muslims but at hearts we are very very different 
someone's a Pakistani, someone's an Indian, someone's a Bangladeshi, someone's a Somali, someone's a Gujarati, someone's a Baruchi, someone's a Surti, someone's a Khatri, someone's a Maiman, someone's a Punjabi, someone's that. Subhanallah. And sometimes we want to separate each other because of our background which is wrong. Yes, to recognize each other, that is acceptable. But Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not allow them to disunite. They became one. And this title was given to them only so that the rest of the people around in Madinatul Munawwara could differentiate. And they could recognize the people that these are the muhajireen who came from Makkatul Mukarramah. And these are the Madinis local Muslims. And full support was given to them by the Ansar. That is why in the Arabic language, Ansar means helpers. Ansar ka mana kya hai? Madad karne wale helpers. The other community that had settled in Madinatul Munawwara were the Madinis polytheists. Like how you had the Mushrikeen of Makkah, there were also Mushrikeen in Madinatul Munawwara. Many of them did not accept Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam like the rest of the Ansar from the Aus and Khazraj. There were many, a community in Madinatul Munawwara still that practiced the religion of their forefathers and they were Mushrikeen. Their stance was very different. They were very much neutral but at the same time skeptical. They did not know what to do. On one side you had the Jewish community bullying them. And on the other side, they noticed that their own brethren, brothers, have adopted a new religion, a new faith, and they have become Muslims. So they did not know which way to go. <coughs> they were the local mushrikeen. Mu'arrikeen scholars have mentioned that later on, after many years, all of the mushrikeen of Madinatul Munawwara also embraced Islam. And they became the Ansar with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this was only because of the good character behavior of the companions and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam it is famously quoted Futihatil Madina bil akhlaq Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam conquered all the communities and tribes of Madinatul Munawwara only by good character that direct impact that would hit the heart of the mushrikeen the third community that had settled in Makkatul Mukarramah, the main communities we're touching on, were the Jewish community. And a significant amount of the Jewish community had settled in Madinatul Munawwara. Their history goes back for generations. They had detached themselves from the Byzantine Empire and the Syrians. And they had settled in Madinatul Munawwara hoping one day, as mentioned in the scriptures and we touched on this in the last session that one Nabi will come who will be the final Nabi Khatamu Nabiyin when he comes we will readily accept him and for that matter they had settled for many many generations so much so that with their mother tongue Arabic also became their mother tongue they would even dress up like how the local Arabs would dress up but deep inside they were the Banu Israel and for that matter, Mu'arrikhin have mentioned that they would take pride in their uh, 
identity of being Jewish and Israeli origins, they would take a lot of pride. They would call themselves to be the literate nation. And they would bully the Mushrikeen and the Arabs. They were illiterate. And this is also mentioned in the Quran that the Jewish people would say in Medina, قَالُوا لَيْسَ عَلَيْنَا فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ سَبِيلٌ قَالُوا لَيْسَ عَلَيْنَا فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ سَبِيلٌ If we exploit and take advantage of these illiterate people, it's not our fault. We are not to be blamed. They have no knowledge. They are inferior. We are the superior. And so they said these people are ummiyin. They have no knowledge. Yet to anpar gawar kisam ke loge. What else do they deserve? They only deserve that they need their masters on top. And they came as muhajireen, as immigrants, and took over Madinatul Munawwara. And such was their audacity. How slowly, uh, within the years and the generations changing, they had taken everything away from the local Arabs, and the Arabs mushrikeen were scared of these people. They had monopolized everything, trade, within themselves, a network, a chain that goes only around in the Jewish community. And what they would do is that usury, interest, sood, riba was a common practice. They would give large amounts of money to the Madanese people. And these Madanese would squander and spend the money on things which are not useful. For an example, uh, paying mercenary poets for a function to sing and chant out Arabic poets. And thousands and thousands of dinars was given to them. Or call someone who had a good voice. Who would sing. And all places, you know, vanity avenues. Money was spent. And when it came to repaying, it was impossible. The interest rate was so high. That they would pay and pay and pay and pay. But nothing would happen. They haven't even touched the capital. When eventually they could not repay the Jewish community, the Jewish community would come and say, well, we have no choice. We have to seize your fertile date farms. And so khajur and trees and fertile land was cleverly taken away from the local Arabs. Eventually these people became the leaders. Money was in their hands, controlled, monopolized everything. This was their system. And for the locals, they did not realize that. So wherever the Jew- Jewish community comes, riba and sood, interest, usury comes with that. And we touched on that when Isa alayhi salatu was salam. One of the reasons why the enemies chased Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam was because Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam did not agree to the method of how they would do their transactions. How they applied sood, usury, interest, money in everything that they dealt with. And for that matter, Hazrat Isa alayhi salam came and he looked at all those people sitting there with coins in front of them and abusing and exploiting the peasants, the poor people. And Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam, what he did was he broke the tables 
and this is also in the Injil so it was common with the Jewish community this is how they would exploit and take everything away from the locals another very uh, shrewd attitude of the Jewish community was the fact that the Jewish community had learnt the art of witchcraft, magic, sihr, and they would bully anyone and they would say that if you don't listen to us, we have someone in our community who will do jadu on you, sihr on you. And this is what they really did. When you look at historical accounts of the Jewish communities, you will find that Sihr, magic, was an integral part of the Jewish society. And in fact, they even challenged the prophets, Anbiya alayhimu salatu was salam. When we look at Surah Al-Baqarah, and the stories when the angels came, the communities, the Jewish communities that were there, this was their knowledge, they made sure that Sihr was with them and only in their community, and they would pass this to the, their descendants, the generations to come. That is why they said to Musa alayhi salatu was salam, Fir'aun was there. That don't worry, we will challenge Musa alayhi salam. We have magic that no one in the world has. And we will defeat Musa alayhi salatu was salam by magic. And they tried this with every Nabi including Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam, let alone Isa alayhi salatu was salam, when they could not challenge Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam intellectually, they had no choice. The last blow was to turn to their magicians in Madinatul Munawwara. And they said that, look, we have a person here and everyone around him is accepting him. Power is slowly being transferred to the Arabs. Money is slowly going now to the Arabs. We need to do something. And the last attempt was sihr with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is why it comes in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that some of the Jewish community gathered the shura, they had mashwira, and they decided that we will do sihr on Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. One must remember, Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam are completely protected, completely protected. But to show the followers and human beings that Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam are human beings, so whatever was done to them, it, it had an effect, a cause. But eventually, Anbiya alayhimu salatu was salam are informed of everything. So even when sihr was done to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, immediately Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam was informed of that condition. When sihr was done to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, it comes in the ahadith that he felt as if someone had tied him completely from the top to the bottom. Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam could not move. This was the feeling of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam until it comes in the riwayat that one night he saw a dream two angels <coughs> in a human form were talking to each other and they, say, and they saw Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam in front of them 
and they said what has happened to the Nabi of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the other angel said that the Jewish people have done sihr on him and so the other angel said who has done sihr on the Nabi and in the dream the name was even taken Labid bin Asim who was famously known for his witchcraft and black magic that Labid bin Asim has done sihr on Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and so the other angel said on what was sihr done and the angel informed that the sihr was done on the comb and by the hair of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and it was placed in one of the wells of Madinatul Munawwara and the exact location was even given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he woke up in the morning Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam called some of the companions and said to them, I want you to go to that well and put your hands inside and you will find palm leaves, palm leaves and get, get that palm leaves for me. The companions went to that well and they said that the color of water was discolored in such a way as if henna, henna had been mixed with the water. So it was very yellowy. That is how strong the sihr was, that even the water was affected. And when the companions put their hands in the water, they took out from beneath palm leaves. And that was brought to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. When Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam opened up the palm leaves, it comes in the riwayat that the palm leaves were like ru'usu shayateen, like the head of a shaitan. And in it, was a comb and on the comb were uh, hairs of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and each hair 11 hairs were all of the hairs had a knot tied on it a knot tied and it's extremely difficult to tie a knot on a on a hair very very difficult now it was impossible for huzur alayhi salatu wasallam to untie the knot. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw this. Immediately Mu'awazatain Kul a'udhu bi rabbin nas and Kul a'udhu bi rabbil falak was revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and in total the Mu'awazatain have how many verses? 11 verses. How many verses? 11 ayat. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said the first verse. Kul a'udhu bi rabbil falak min sharri ma khalaq wa min sharri ghasiqin idha wakab by reading every verse, every ayah, each knot opened up. Each knot opened up. Subhanallah. And that was the end of the sihr. Now here, muhaddisin have mentioned that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was given the name who the perpetrators were. Who did sihr? Labid bin Asim. But Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his entire life never ever took revenge never ever, no retribution at all, no revenge. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha once said, Ya Rasulullah, you know who it is, you know which Jewish man it is, why don't you call him here and ask him and verify? And if it is him, and surely it is him, by wahi you are informed, then he should be punished. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, no, Allah has given me shifa, and that is enough. It was the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That which affected him personally, 
He never ever took any revenge. But only when it violated the Sharia, the laws, the ahkam. That is the only time when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by compulsion of the verses of the Quran and the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would apply the Sharia law. Otherwise, Asim bin Nabid was free to do whatever he wanted. It is said also that this was black magic. There was also a carving, this wax figurine of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, which had needles inside. In the well, which had needles inside. And so when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam got hold of this, voodoo. Voodoo magic. Voodoo. When, when they have, uh, when they read somebody's name and this is what they do and you, you put a, what do you call it, a knife or a pin or whatever. Huh? Voodoo doll. Voodoo doll. Voodoo doll. Voodoo doll. And so this was practiced by Labid bin Asim. And, and this is in the Tafsir Kitab. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam read, Kul a'udhu bi rabbil falak and kul a'udhu bi rabbil nas and Allah gave him shifa. Unfortunately today also in our society, sihr is something that is common. Sihr is something that is practiced. And sihr is kufr. Sihr is kufr. Allahu Akbar. And to do sihr on your Muslim brother due to hasad, due to jealousy. Why were the Jews doing sihr on Anbiya alayhi salam? On Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The only reason was because they were jealous. Because power was given to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they could not see this. So this was blackmailing that came from the Jewish community that learned witchcraft. How popular was Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam with the Jewish community? How well did the Jewish community recognize him? By, it is mentioned uh, in one hadith narrator, Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha, she was the wife of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. She was the daughter of Huyay and her uncle was Abu Faris. Both of them were rich. Jewish people of Madinatul Munawwara. Hazrat Safiya, she says that my father was very fond of me. I was the only one. My uncle was also very fond of me. And every time both the father and my uncle would meet both brothers, they would pamper me and I would play with them. Until one day, I heard my father talking to my uncle and saying that you know that man who claims to be, to be a Nabi has left Makkah and now he is here. He is already here coming towards Madinatul Munawwara. At this minute he is at Kuba. Where is he? At Kuba. What should we do? Both of them decided that let us go and visit this man who claims to be a Nabi to see him. As a Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha is listening to this. Early in the morning they set out from Madinatul Munawwara and they get to Kuba where Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was. They look at Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, they see him, mashallah, they hear from him. And before sunset, Hazrat Safiya says that, I noticed my father and my uncle taking a, a, a lazy step, walking very slowly, all dejected, and talking to each other. And both of them sat and 
I came running to them normally when they would see me, they would play with me, pamper me. This time it was completely different. They ignored me, they did not even see me. And my father was saying to my uncle who was a learned scholar, that is it him? Do you think it is him? Is it him who is mentioned in our scriptures? And I heard Abu Faris, my uncle, speak out and say, Wallahi lazim, it is him. Wallahi lazim, it is him. It is him. It is him. But subhanallah, they knew that it is Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam due to arrogance. Because Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was from the line of Ismail alayhi salam, Arabs. Why should we accept Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam? And the very first encounter of Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam with the Jewish people. Aapko koi puche na? first experience and let me relate to you Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam's first experience with the Jewish community all of the Quran that was revealed to him he knew perfectly well how Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam were treated by the Jewish community but for the very first time how Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam experienced the Jewish community of Madinatul Munawwara Abdullah bin Salam, who was the great alim of the Jewish community, when he saw Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, he embraced Islam. We all know that. He was the great hafiz of Torah. He saw Huzur alayhi salam, he became a Muslim. And he said to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, my Islamization, if you were to inform that to the Jewish community, you will know the nature of the Jewish community. You will learn how they are. And so Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, let me put them to test. And so Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam was standing in one, one area, behind was a room. And Hazrat Abdullah bin Salam was behind, covered. There was a door or a wall there. But there was an opening. And the Jewish community were invited. Subhanallah. When you look at them, these people had camouflaged themselves to be well-wishers of the Muslims. But yet they had this deep animosity of the Muslims. They, they never showed it. They, they harbored enmity, tushmani, ragragmati, but they never showed it. We are only well-wishers. Whenever Huzur alayhi salam invited them, they came. And when they came, Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said to them, This is the first experience of Rasulullah with Banu Israel. Rasulullah said, let me ask you one thing. How is Abdullah bin Salam amongst you? And they said, Abdullah bin Salam? Some Sheikh Peer? Abdullah bin Salam? Oh, oh khair. He is the best amongst us. Not only is he the best, he is the son of the best amongst us. He is a great scholar and the son of a great scholar. He is a very pious man. And he continued, continued testifying to his scholarly uh, honor and the knowledge that he had. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Now if I was to tell you that Abdullah bin Salam has accepted Islam, what would you say? And the Jewish community said, this would be a joke. This would be a, a joke. A mockery for the Jewish community. <laughs> a mockery for the Jewish community community. 
And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not have this habit to joke around. He said, no, I am telling you that Abdullah bin Salam is a Muslim. Immediately Abdullah bin Salam could not resist it. He came out and he looked at them and he said, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allahu Akbar. Immediately they imparted categorically the opposite testimony. Straight away. He is the worst, the son of the worst man. The most illiterate. The son of the most illiterate. The worst. Or itni dher ghalidi. This was the first experience of Banu Israel with the Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Madinatul Munawwara. In a few seconds, few seconds, yet they have Abdullah bin Salam there. Allahu Akbar, everything is changed. Pura naqshahi badaldi. The worst amongst us. And not only seven generations are bad of this man, Abdullah bin Salam. Seven generations. Abbani, uskabba, uskabba, uskabba. Upar tak. Puri line kharab. Allahu Akbar. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew that he has a mission on his hand. Thagay. Sorry, baat aur arz kar do. Sure. Kitni minutes huye kul? Huh? How many minutes? Half an hour? It's ten more minutes, inshallah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a mission. Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew the situation was very, very difficult. On one side you had the Jewish community. One side you had the polytheists, mushrikeen. And on the other side you had this man who was dreaming to be the king of Medina. And his dreams were shattered. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. Before the coming of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was to be crowned as the king of Medina, the leader of Awz and Khazraj. When Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Quba, all the attention was focused to, was given to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nobody even looked at him. And yet he was to be, the, he was to be crowned as the king of Medina tul Munawwara. And now you had a lot of people coming to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now kingship is gone to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This man, remember this man, my respected brothers, is considered to be the most dangerous man on the surface of this earth at that time. Far worse than Abu Lahab, Abu Jal, they all died. <coughs> oh well, the battle of Badr is about to start later on. The most dangerous, who became a hypocrite, and he became a puppet accomplice for the mushrikeen in Makkatul Mukarrama, and every time they wanted to provoke any problems and to to cause havoc in the Muslim community, it was there. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, he was the one who would uh, sow the seeds of discord and disharmony there, so that people would fight with each other. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul was used by the mushrikeen of Makkah and also used by the Jewish community in Madinatul Munawwara. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the intellect that Allah had given him, mashaAllah, and, and the politics that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam played is something to be admired and a lesson for all the Muslim leaders in the world. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam immediately came and he invited all the Jewish community and a treaty 
was drafted and all the Jewish community was there and it was in a, in a written form making sure that everyone is aware of the situation nothing uh, out there is just uh, by word of mouth it is written and this treaty we have a translation of this uh, I have some points here Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam this treaty was only made with the Jews for those who say Islam did not give any rights to the Jewish community, this treaty was written in Madinatul Munawwara for the Jewish community and those who say Islam came to terrorize. Subhanallah, this is Ibra and lesson. Uh, they had Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul on one side. They were notorious, they, how the Jewish community was. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is saying to them, the first point, the Jews of Banu Af are one community with the believers. The Jews will profess their religion and the Muslim theirs. They will be given the full right to practice their religion in Medina, in their synagogues. They will be Jews, Ahle Yahud, you can do what you want. The Jews shall be responsible for their expenditure and the Muslims for theirs. They will not be exploited. What, is, what belongs to the Muslims belongs to the Muslims, what belongs to the Jews belongs to the Jews. Advantage will not be taken even though now every control is with the Muslims and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If attacked by a third party, each shall come to the assistance of the other. Each party shall hold counsel with the other. Mutual relationship shall be founded on righteousness. Neither shall commit sins to prejudice the other. The wrong party shall be aided. The Jews shall contribute to the cost of war, so long as they are fighting alongside the believers. And furthermore, all the other points that are written here, Subhanallah, this was only to give the rights to the other communities that were living in Madinatul Munawwara. When the treaties were signed by all the different tribes, obviously uh, Madinatul Munawwara became a coalition state. And all the other suburbs also was part of Madinatul Munawwara. Madinatul Munawwara became the capital of the Muslims and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam became the head, the one who was in charge. Sahaba-i kiram ajma'een, Madinatul Munawwara was not something that was very very easy for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Remember it was extremely difficult. In Makkah we did not have munafiqeen. Munafiqeen, the seeds of nifaq, hypocrisy starts from Madinatul Munawwara. And to deal with nifaq is much more difficult. And that is why I end with this. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha she says that one night we were sleeping and someone knocked on the door of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam opened the door and said, who is it? And someone said that it is Sa'ad bin Waqqas, Ya Rasulullah, from the Ansar. Ya Rasulullah, I have come here and we are a group of the companions behind your chamber where you are. We wish to uh, secure you and to be your bodyguards, to protect you. And to stay awake all night making sure that no one comes to harm you. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam agreed to that and gave them dua. Gave them dua. Until this verse was revealed, Wallahu ya'asimuka min nas Allah will protect you at all times. Then he opened the door and he said to Sa'ad bin Waqqas, Sa'ad, my Allah has taken care of me. I want all of you to leave. Muhammad Mustafa does not need a bodyguard. Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam does not need a bodyguard. Now, 
for the very first time Allah gives permission for jihad to the Muslims and this is the very first verse that was revealed in Madinatul Munawwara. Remember, in Makkah, no jihad. In Makkah, no jihad. It was all sabr, sabr, sabr. Huh? It was all one-sided bashing from the kuffar. And people don't look at that. For ten years, Muslims did not do anything. Now in Madinatul Munawwara, Allah reveals the ayah. أُذِنَ لِلَّذِينَ يُقَاتَلُونَ بِأَنَّهُمْ ظُلِمُوا Allah gives you, O Muslims, to take arms to defend yourselves. Why? Allah says, بِأَنَّهُمْ ظُلِمُوا Allah says, بِأَنَّهُمْ ظُلِمُوا Why? Because you have been terrorized. Because you have been terrorized. The Muslims have been terrorized. And, and this is the translation. So you have been terrorized. The first verse of the Quran that gives permission for jihad talks about Muslims being the, the victims, that they have been terrorized and that is why in defense they are taking up arms. They are taking up arms and Allah is saying, when you take up arms and if victory is given to you, you don't take advantage as Muslims. Allah is saying, الَّذِينَ إِمَّكَّنَّاهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ If authority is given to you uh, in any portion of, of, of the land, then implement salah, implement zakah, look for the needy people, look for them, give them the wealth, subhanallah, look after them, and وَأَمَرُوا بِالْمَعَرُوفِ وَنَهَوْ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ Enjoin that which is good and forbid that which is evil. So what, what was the main job of the Muslims? To promote justice. This is the system of Khilafat that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is about to establish and one can see how difficult it was for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and in only 23 years how Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam succeeded in, in every mission that was given to him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq inshallah we will continue how the tribes then break off and what happens to the Muslim community. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ سَلِيَ لَا سَيِّدِنَا وَنَبِيِّنَا وَمَوْلَانَا مُحَمَّدٍ نَبِيِّ الْأُمِي وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَالسَّلِيمِ تَسْلِيمَا اللَّهُمَّ تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمِ اللہ ہمیں عافیت دے دنیا میں اللہ ہمیں جسم میں برکت دے عمر میں برکت دے مال میں برکت دے اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ یہ نوجوان کی جماعت ہے ہو سکتا تھا یا اللہ یہ اپنے گھروں میں بیٹھتے دنیا کے اندر یہ جتنے بھی جو ہے تیمٹیشنز ہے رنگ ہے دنیا کے اللہ اس میں بھی وہ مشغول ہو سکتے تھے اللہ لیکن تیرے دین کی خاطر یہ لوگ بیٹھے ہوئے ہیں اللہ ان کی حفاظت فرما اللہ ہر ایک کی حفاظت فرما اللہ ان کے جان و مال کی حفاظت فرما اللہ ان کی ضروریت کی حفاظت فرما اللہ ہر ایک کی حفاظت فرما اللہ قرآن کریم کی حفاظت فرما احادیث مبارکہ کی حفاظت فرما مسجد الحرام مسجد نبوی مسجد اقصہ کی حفاظت فرما اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ فلسطین میں مسلمانوں کے ساتھ ظلم ہو رہا ہے اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ جہاں کہیں مسلمان پریشان حال ہے اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما وَصَلَّ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى لَا خَيْرِ خَلْقِهِ مُحَمَّدِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصْحَابِهِ وَزْوَاجِهِ وَزُرِيَاتِهِ وَحْلِ بَيْتِ اجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا عَرْحَمَ الرَّحِيمِ